conversations about teaching and learning at SU, where we talk about working, learning, and transforming at SU, and hopefully a lot more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's transformative teaching and learning team, led by Karin, Finish Strong, Lucas. My name is Melissa Smeltzercraft, and uh, we're, we're a man down today. That's right. One man down. A uh, couple other people are here. Scott King from the psychology department, and I've got Sean Kelly producing for us. Um, Joey is not here. Sean mentioned he might be in South Carolina doing some esports stuff. Um, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss Joey. Uh, Joey he, he's at, he's been absent a couple times. I think he's blamed people before for his absences. We have a virtual Joey here instead of the real Joey. Let's place blame where it needs to be Sean. Oh, Joey's blaming Sean for being gone today. Come on. Um, Sean is here. Joey's not here. But we have virtual Joey. So maybe we'll hear some more from virtual Joey. I can guarantee you it's a lot more than that. Oh, we'll hear a lot more from virtual Joey. <laughs> We're going to just make each other crack up today, I think. And um, real Joey probably won't even hear this. So we can have a lot of fun with virtual Joey, I think. Uh, Deshaun Fox is our guest today. We'll, we'll interview Deshaun for the bulk of the show in just a little bit. Uh, how are we doing for downloads? 1,237 as of yesterday from subuzzwords.podbean.com. So I think that's like 70 or 80 more than last week. Pretty good. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, we still got nine five-star ratings. But you know what? Don't even... Don't even add a rating there because it's been at nine for like a year. <laughs> and um, no, and news, it's even no news is good news. Yeah. And it's hard to even find the ratings on that site. Like every time I go to Apple Podcasts, I can't even like you got to scroll down. But if you go to the certain episode, you, anyway, it's hard to find the ratings. So forget the ratings. Just listen. Maybe send us an email. But we've got an zero emails in like this whole semester. <laughs> so buzzwords at su.edu, that's the email. Um, who do we have as a guest today, Melissa? Well, we have Deshaun, as mentioned. So I will read his bio and we'll start looping him into some great conversation here. Oh, Joey has something to say. We're gonna move on because we do have another awesome guest this week. And I know we say that every time. Uh, but it's so true, and that's the great thing about this podcast is that we get people from across the university coming in to be part of this podcast, and it's different every time. Wow, that was a little rude, Virtual Joey. Melissa was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, um, ahead, I like I like this Joey because we can control. <laughs> um, so yeah, Deshaun Fox is the newest administrator in the Shenandoah University Department of Intercollegiate Athletics. Fox is the first ever assistant athletic director for student success, inclusion, and equity. In addition to those areas, Deshaun serves as the department's compliance director and has a leadership role with the department's RED team. RED stands for another acronym, Racial yeah. Equity and Diversity Team. Following his graduation from UConn, I'm not going to say the year, uh, <laughs> Fox spent two years in the NFL with both the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Jets. I would imagine two wildly different experiences. Um, Fox earned his graduate degree at UConn as well, earning a Master's of Science in Sport Management. 
He is currently working on his doctorate in sociology with a concentration on educational law from Virginia Tech. More specifically, research he's researching the intersection between education law and opportunity to advance through education system based on one's socioeconomic status. Wow, excellent. Excellent. Welcome to Sean. Oh, I appreciate y'all having me. I'm excited. Huge fan of the podcast, by the way. Yeah. So I'm excited. You, you, were, really? you were deemed a transformer. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a heavy hitter season for sure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that. I know I it startled you a little bit. I and apologize for Scott. An NFL player. <laughs> I think that's the first professional athlete. Kinda. We've had on oh, here. Oh, please. Yeah. That kind of is downplaying playing for Pete Carroll. Yes, yeah. I would think so. So, I Pete mean, Carroll with the Seahawks. Yep. Who was your coach with the Jets? Todd Bowles. Hmm. R.I.P. I do not recognize not the, that. Not name. the Jets coach. <laughs> not the Jets coach anymore. Who was the quarterback he, there when you were there? Oh, we had a lot of them. Um, <laughs> Josh McCown, um, yeah. who became a really good friend of mine. He was injured for a bulk of that time that I was there. Christian Hackenberg. Um, as well as Bryce Petty. Those were the three quarterbacks that I had when I was Yeah, in I don't New own York. any of those jerseys. Yeah. Uh-uh. I've, I've seen McCown jerseys. The other two, we might have to dig deep yeah. into eBay to find those. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it was an experience. Like, very different. Very different night and day being with the Seattle Seahawks and being with the New York Jets. And I think Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson yeah. was with the Seahawks when I was there. I was there my first year was Marshawn's uh, last year. Oh, cool. And so getting to know him was cool. Uh, and I believe Todd Bowles now is taking over the job in Tampa as the head coach. Oh, as a head coach. Because I believe Bruce Arians has stepped down and gotten oh, to yeah. the front office. And Todd Bowles was elevated to being the head coach. All right. Think they're going to call you up? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I think my professional career is done. A couple of injuries. I'm not the biggest guy around, so those hits kind of uh, sustain a took little a bit. Toll. Yeah, they, they took a toll on me. But it was an exciting, fun experience. I don't mean to stereotype football, but yeah. you – it's. Your bio talks a lot about your brain and how you use it, and I just uh-huh. wouldn't want you to get hit in the head anymore. No, no, yeah, no, that, no. That's when I was, so when I was in New York, I had a couple injuries and um, kind of started having the conversation around: Do I want to continue to try? Because I was a guy that was like barely on a roster. I was on and off. I was a practice squad guy for a, a large part of it, um, and trying to trying to find my niche. Um, and I started sustaining a couple injuries, and I had a couple injuries in college, more so like a couple of neck injuries, and I had a cu- couple concussions. Uh, in college and I'm sure I had a plenty of them uh, throughout little league and through high school football but I started to really have that that conversation with my now wife um, is this worth it is this what I want to continue to do uh, can my body continue to take the the physical beating that has been taking um, and I and I had a I had a plan after I knew there were some things that I wanted to do afterwards and so I think I had some really powerful mentors I always give a shout out to Dr. Joseph Cooper who's currently at the University of Massachusetts Boston serving as the endowed chairman for sport uh, sport administration and sport leadership he, well, you better send him this download. Oh, I'm going to. to oh, yeah. Oh, he's a, you talk yeah. about a powerhouse. He's he's unbelievable in, in, in the field of, of uh, sport and sociology. Um, but I, I had a plan, so I was like, you know what? Let's stop getting hit so much, and then let's go uh, let's go read some books. Yeah. So tell us more about the plan, or the goals yeah. for after football. So it, it initially kind of started rooting itself in high school, and then when I went into undergrad, but it was kind of hit, and I didn't know this was something of interest to me. And it was a really pivotal point um, in my undergrad career when I was having a conversation with Dr. Cooper and he was kind of encouraging me 
because we was looking at the draft boards and nobody had me being drafted anywhere. I was a good player. Um, I played a bunch of different positions. I was our quarterback at one point at UConn. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I w- I played running back. I moved. I was a receiver. Um, that means he's athletic. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like it. Right? I yeah, tried. Jack of all trades. That's what, yeah, that was my thing. I'm trying to put together a kickball team for a, I got uh, you. a fundraiser. I'm not great at kickball, though, because everything I did was up here. Right. Probably I, catch. I can, I can catch. Probably good in the field. Yeah, all I right. can definitely yeah, do we'll, that. We'll talk more. My biggest athletic regret is I didn't play baseball. Oh. That's the only one. I wish I'd have played baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did a little bit of everything, but I didn't have a lot of stats in one area. And so... We were looking at draft boards, and I'm like, I don't know. It might be a long shot for me to be drafted. It's it's hard to get drafted in the first place. Um, and so I started having conversations about, well, what's what's what is it going to look like if I don't go to the league? Because I had kind of put all my my eggs in this basket that I was going to the NFL, ten year career, no doubt. Um, and Dr. Cooper starts talking to me about grad school. Have you thought about getting a master's degree? So Dr. Cooper played basketball. Uh, he was down at UNC playing. And so he was kind of heard they're good at that. They're pretty good. Well. Yeah, he, he was a good ball. Carolina. He, he played <laughs> yeah, the Tar Heels. He, he grew up a lot yeah. with like the the Chris Pauls and all of them. Oh, awesome. Um, but he's we started having that conversation. What does it look like once football is done? And I didn't really have an answer. And he's like, "You ever thought about getting mastered?" I was like, "Not really." He was, this thing called GRE, I didn't hear about. I didn't know about until I was in college. And then he was like, "Maybe one day pursue your doctorate." And I remember. I told him, I was like, Doc, I promise you that I have a better chance at having a 10-year NFL career than I do <laughs> at getting a doctorate. What an idiot. And a lot, and so that was the point. It was like this, like, he's, like, looking at me, and he's kind of, he's kind of like, looking at me in this, like, can't believe you just, you said that. And then in my, my heart, I'm kind of like, yeah, that sounds kind of crazy. And then we started to explore, like, why, though? Like, why did I think that? How important is it for those people, like Dr. Cooper, to mm-hmm. exist? It's just to, to just a question like, are you really thinking that? And and obviously you had to work through that and mm-hmm. get to where he was trying to yeah. lead you. But I mean, those people in our lives are so 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 important. Props to Dr. Cooper. Huge, yeah, huge. And Dr. Cooper still plays a huge part of my life. And so we started to really start to investigate why did I think that? Why did I? What life circumstances had put me on this trajectory where I thought that I could have a 10-year NFL career, which less than less than like 2% of the population makes Such, it to the it's league. It's the minority, yeah. Yeah, and then less than 2% of that population makes it for a 10-year NFL career. And so we started to kind of peel back the layers on it, and that's when I realized, all right, there, there were some things kind of just in my life that set me on this path, and I wanted to start researching that. And education became one of the, the pivotal uh, focus points that I, that I started to dive into in the educational law and how we got to where we are structurally within education and then how does one's background impact their ability to access um, education and I've coached at the Washington and Lee's um, I'm, I'm here at SU I've worked at a, a private school called Loomis Chafee Institute that costs sixty thousand dollars a year to go to and that's a boarding school um, and, and and those really started to, to to show a lot of those those or answer a lot of those questions that I was having. So the dissertation, mm-hmm. uh, I've just got the, the notes here. You're studying how one's SES affects your ability to advance through the education system. Yeah, so through the conversations, um, I really I really started to look at how somebody's background impacts their access to uh, education. And so there's this huge correlation between education and uh, career outcomes and success. And we mm-hmm. see it across the board from 
the amount of money that one can make, the close correlations that it has to one's health um, and their access to health. Education plays a really pivotal part. And, it, and I'm not talking about just education in the term of going to a four year degree. I'm talking about education, trade schools, community colleges onward through. We're seeing that somebody who has more education typically holistically do better uh, long term, right. both financially and, and even health. Um, and so I wanted to start studying how one's socioeconomic status impacts their ability to go through the educational system and, and it reach the levels that they wish to reach, right? And a big part of that, too, is even looking at high schools. Um, I, I coached at, at a Washington t- Washington and Lee University, and the average SAT on that football team was a 1450. Really? And that's, that's, imp- like, that's a pretty impressive. Yeah. And they're, they're brilliant kids, but oftentimes, too, their parents had thousands and thousands of dollars at their disposal to help them prep for an SAT. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of other kids in in situations that were different, it wasn't that they were any less intelligent. They just didn't have the resources allocated that others had resources to. And then we start to see how that can separate into um, career opportunities and even educational opportunities. And so that's kind of where my education or where my dissertation is going right now. I'm, I'm really interested in studying one's socioeconomic status, their background, and then what educational laws and movements have we seen that's kind of intersected to where we're seeing the outcomes that we're seeing. Cool. Yeah, I could talk, we could have another podcast maybe all about finishing a dissertation. It took me a long time to finish my dissertation. I I was in grad school for nine years studying social psychology, not that different from sociology. Uh, My wife took her like 12 years to finish her PhD in social. How how many years are you going on? It's a grind. So I started in 2020. I did one year. I was running a business out in um, Seattle, Washington called uh, uh, Worry Receiver Academy. And pre-pandemic, that was, so I have a daughter and a wife. I have a family. And so that was allowing me to be able to go to a Virginia Tech and live off of a graduate stipend which is the the job in Seattle yeah the job in Seattle the business in Seattle was kind of being able to financially allow me to go and pursue my doctorate and still be able to to take care of a a family um unfortunately when when the pandemic hit where receiver academy kind of halted because that's an in-person interaction uh training model or business model and so that kind of halted and so I, I had to take a year off of Virginia Tech and I was very fortunate. I got a call uh, about this position from a friend of mine who thought that I would be a great fit for it. Uh, when they saw it open up, there, had, there hasn't really been positions like this, um, particularly in the ODAC. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm the only black administrator in athletics in, in the ODAC conference. Uh, so it was a really cool opportunity. And so uh, I jumped on it and very much appreciative to my advisor and to the individuals at Virginia Tech who are still allowing me to work on my, my doctorate. Yeah. Uh, kind of little three hours away. So you've got a family. Yes. Child. Mm-hmm. Where do you live? So we live in Winchester now. All yeah, right. We're housed in Winchester. We moved here about a year ago. So I've been here for, for a year. We got here around December of last year. Okay. Now, how are you? So December of 21? Mm-hmm. So you haven't witnessed the Apple Blossom yet. I have not. So when I was here for Apple Blossom, it was COVID, the COVID. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really get to it. We went to a, a fair, I believe, but we haven't gotten to like, I've heard about Apple Blossom <laughs> and it's an event. It's coming. I was, uh, what, what are you doing for Apple Blossom this year, Melissa? 
leaving town? I'm trying to think year. of something snarky to say. Last year you Not left going town. to a misogynist <laughs> barn. I don't know. I don't know what you speak of. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to put my toes back in the water of apple blossom last year I abstained. Um, trying to do the family-friendly stuff. My college roommate's going to come down, and oh, she fun. likes apple blossom. and Yay. Yeah, so it's all pink and green yeah. for apple blossom. Um, Joey, what are you doing? What, what are you going to wear for Apple Blossom? My salmon-colored pants go with me everywhere I go. Oh, the salmon-colored <laughs> pants. Joey's told me famous salmon-colored pants. Yeah, if you see Joey out, <laughs> look for those salmon-colored pants. Can't miss them. Um, yeah, Joey and I, we've we've had a good time on Apple Blossom pretty much the past 10 years. The only one I missed was when I was in Germany mm-hmm. uh, in 18. But Joey probably doesn't remember very much out of these. <laughs> Um, Deshaun, I'll, I'll let you know of some various activities mm-hmm. after the podcast here. That are not suitable for work. Joanna, Sean, are you coming to any? Yeah, yeah. All right, producer Sean will be there. Let's go. Get to see your uh, your mentor <laughs> in a in a. Well, you've probably seen him in some various states, traveling all around. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're in Winchester. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? I'm a huge fan of Winchester. Yeah, I really like Winchester. All right. Um, so I'm from Lynchburg, from Lynchburg, I'm from Lynchburg and it very different feel, but, but location wise or, or, or size wise, um, reminds me a little bit of it. I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm from the country. Like I grew up in Evington. I just tell people I'm from from Lynchburg because people typically know where that is and they don't know where Evington is. Um, so I'm from, I'm from a very small town, very close knit community. Um, and that's one of the things I really like about the Winchester community It's, it's not, it's not a huge city, but it has everything you need. The people are extremely friendly. Um, the food is good. The people that I work with at, at Shenandoah is, is phenomenal. I really enjoy my experiences here. My wife and my daughter love it here. They've made a lot of friends. And also, if I if you you get the the city fixed, you can kind of make a trip out yeah out to uh, out east to D.C. And so I I, I re- I'm I'm really really liking Winchester. Yeah, we, we're we're having fun. We just bought a townhome. We're doing oh, a whole bunch of renovations. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. we're settled in. Well, good. I hope you stay for a while. Oh, oh, we. I'm planning on it. Good, good. Um, I think we might have some segments. Uh, but let's get into these segments. Okay, Joey. Geez, we're doing it. Um, so highs and lows is our our introductory segment. That's where we all talk about just the the best and worst events since our last episode. We didn't talk about who was going to go first. Um, let's see. You need to be more decisive as the host. Wait, wait. I need to be more decisive? <laughs> you're, you're the host, Melissa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> not, not me. Do you want me to go? Is sure. How about sure. you go? Um, I mean, it's snowing outside as we speak. Yeah. I, I just, the weather, and I know we talk about the weather, and I'm sure you have something queued up about the weather. Here he's looking for it. Yeah. Joey, um... I know what Joey's low is. I think maybe the weather. Yeah, yeah it's Joey, snowing yeah. out right now, and it's just an emotional roller coaster. Is is the AccuWeather on my phone? But no. Um, so to spin that, my high was beautiful this weekend, Easter weekend. Had the extra day on Friday and got around to golfing. Oh, nice. My sister-in-law was here with her kids visiting from Brooklyn, and just. It started to feel like summer, and I could taste it. it. Started. And it, and then we're reeling backwards. But um, 
overall great weekend. Hoping the next couple weekends will also be great weather and we can get rid of this today on this yucky Monday. For sure. So your low weather? Everything is weather. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. So my – I've had a journey with the dog. I haven't even told you. Is it, it's not pawtastic? It's <laughs> he. <laughs> oh, it's been it's been a journey. So we we don't own Rocky anymore. We Shut had to, up. We, we had to give him up because my allergies mm. have been kicking my ass since we got this dog. It's um, funny. My dad used to say that about why we couldn't have a dog. Hmm. <laughs> I was I was saying it for a long time. I, I've been right. telling the kids, you know, I got these allergies. And can, when I was a kid, we had this little terrier that that I didn't have allergies to. So I thought we had to get a a terrier, some sort of terrier mix. And we saw um, Rocky listed as a as a wire haired fox terrier. So we thought he'd be all right. And the, you know, the foster family told us, yeah, he doesn't shed very much. Any he. he um, you know, he doesn't look like like a little Benji dog, which was what I had originally that I wasn't allergic to, but but we thought he'd be all right. And then once we moved him into the house, like a month ago, my allergies kept getting worse. I thought it was seasonal. I thought it might just be spring pollen. Um, so we, you know, I took more allergy meds. I tried to, uh, you know, not be in contact with the dog that much, just in case. That was the problem. But every time I would pet him um, or, like, cuddle him or, you know, hold him to trim his nails, I'd get hives, like, on any of my skin that touched him. And um, then, so I, I went to North Carolina for a weekend, and when I was gone from the dog, all my allergies disappeared, even though, like, North Carolina has pollen just like we do. So they were like, oh, man, maybe it is a dog. So we, um, and I, like, I was sniffing. My eyes were watery. So we had to we had to give him back to the the foster family that had him before. We just did that this weekend, and it was it was really sad. Um, so ironically, the word to describe your relationship was in fact the dog's name. It was a rocky relationship. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that deserves something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> yeah, man, it was. And it, it was sad, and, and I, I cried more this weekend than I have in a long time. The whole family cried. My, my daughter, she went on the drive with me to return Rocky to the foster family. Um, in the meantime, you know, we had bought all these beds and crates and treats and food and toys and everything, so we schlepped all that stuff down to the foster family's house for them to give, you know, his next... Uh, his next family. And then in the meantime, I had ordered a DNA test for this dog. Just cause why, why not spend another 200 bucks on something? You're such you're, a sucker. When you're already <laughs> spending hundreds of dollars. I, I can't. My dog. No, so it's interesting, though. Um, so we, we got the DNA test back yesterday after we had given him up. There's no wire-haired fox terrier in him. Total <laughs> mislisting. But in... So the, the agency in Mississippi, they just found him on the side of the road. They had no idea what he was. So they just guessed a uh, wire-haired terrier mixed with the lab. But he's 57% an American pit bull terrier, um, like 15% Australian shepherd, 15% Sharpe, and then like 7% German shepherd. So all dogs that uh, shed a good amount <laughs> and all yeah. dogs that I'm probably going to be allergic to. So... Maybe there's hope that we can find a dog I'm not allergic to in the future. 
But unfortunately, it wasn't Rocky. So giving up Rocky, that was my low for the week. That was a long low. Um, hi, is it? It was my son Sam's birthday this weekend, and we got to have a real party for him. Uh, first time ten? in a couple of years. Yeah, turning ten. Crazy. Good, good memory. Um, he, uh, we had a, we rented the turf field at the Sportsplex, this place where I used to play indoor soccer. And he and his buddies and another dad and I, we played soccer on the field for an hour. And it it reinforced to me that it was the right idea to retire from my soccer career. Like a year ago, I quit playing indoor soccer and I was winded and I was sore and I, yeah. <laughs> and I needed to stretch like just as long after this game as it took to play the game. So I made the right call. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Sam's birthday, that's my high. All right, enough for me. Deshaun, how about you? Um, Highs and lows. <coughs> Highs and lows. I'm going to go back because I haven't been on the, on the show yet. So uh, the, the UConn women's loss to South Carolina. In the tournament. In the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a death stare yeah. as if I am Don <laughs> Staley <laughs> right now. Representing yeah, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Very, very upset. Oh, she, Melissa was hiring kids to come talk about. Oh, please. <laughs> I was so happy for UConn to make it to the Final Four. Oh, me too. They, I mean, overachieved in some ways, but yeah, they expect agree. greatness. Yep. And you're yeah, a very loyal fan, and I'll I give am. you that. You are not fair weather about this program, no. and I give you that. Yeah, that's, well, my, that's my team. That's my team. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on them. Um, but we'll be back. But I'm a sure. lot of people that I'm sure have attended UConn mm-hmm. or even are from Connecticut, which you're not, but, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, it's really convenient to cheer for these women yeah. in March and April. Um, but you are very well versed in women's college basketball, so credit to you for being all in as a fan, not yeah. just you know when it's convenient to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all in, and, and they and they and a part of it too. When I got to UConn, um, I played football at UConn. We weren't, we weren't great, um, and they were great, and they knew yeah. it, they knew how to be successful. But but even off the court, that team was just unbelievable people close friends mariah jefferson brianna stewart they were just amazing people off the court as well and we we was able to build really cool friendships um but yeah i'm 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 all in on them all in i'm a huge fan nice. uh the, basically the entire team was drafted yeah that's uh, insane mm-hmm. and still playing their careers yeah. are ongoing is, is it destiny destiny henderson from mm-hmm. south carolina yes. i'm shocked that she dropped to the second row oh they just had the draft mm-hmm Wow, that was fast. I feel like I should spot check this. <laughs> I was shocked. Did she drop to the second Penny? round? From South Carolina to point guard? I don't think she was second round. Was it? Okay. Because I thought I'd seen she went second round, and I was like, no, I there's think she, no uh, way. Hold on. I feel like an idiot right now. Because the way that she just sliced, sliced us up. Yeah, you're up, right. Second round. Wow. That's, is, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't so that was believe the low. It. The loss. Yeah, the law. Yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got sidetracked so a little go. bit. Yeah, just keep talking. They uh yeah that was my low my high, um, wife's birthday today. Oh, right. happy birthday! Happy birthday, Gina! It was my daughter's birthday, uh, a little over two weeks ago, and then it was my mom's birthday on the thirteenth. Oh, so this stretch is expensive. You got all the gifts taken. Yeah, care of? this is an expensive like two week, two yeah. to three week. I have all wife, all daughter, the mom. So mom, so daughter, mom, wife. Yeah, it's, it's all, all within. Yeah. yeah. But the, that's I love. Can't it. forget anything. Oh no, you can't forget. <laughs> but it's fun. So that that's my high is celebrating all their birthdays. Cool. 
I have to touch on this because we have to say it. Mm-hmm. Adam Silver was a guest in oh, yeah. class the That's other dope. day. I know you didn't want to spoil the ladies in your life by saying Adam Silver was a high, <laughs> but a 1A high, can we say it was Adam oh, Silver? Oh, no, that was unbelievable. 30 seconds about that experience. Oh, that was unbelievable, and I want to give a huge shout-out to Phil Evans. Um, so Phil worked as a president and commissioner for the uh, the NBA Development League that they had, um, kind of the first one, and he had a really good relationship, and he – we, we were talking about people that we would love to come speak in our class, and he brought up Adam Silver. And I'm like, yeah, of course. You don't got to convince me. I'm, I'm 1,000%. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, and, and he made a couple calls and some emails, and all of a sudden, and, and it was just, it was really, one, it's just really cool to see somebody in that position take the time to come speak to students. I don't care what institution you're yeah. at. Take the time as they're entering playoffs uh, at the NBA level, they're entering playoffs, and to come in and talk about his law background. So the class I teach is a sport law class here to talk about his background, to give insight, to be completely open and honest. And he took the SU virtual tour. He was a huge fan of the campus. Uh, he, he did his homework on SU before before talking to our students. Wow. And it was just really cool to see the, the, the level of you talk about hard work and you talk about dedication and you talk about commitment to something. And all of that, he kind of told our students when when working in the sports industry and, and what does it take to to get to where you want to get to one of the really cool things i like that he talked about this was, was more than 30 seconds it but was yeah that's okay this is adam silver <laughs> so i feel like we can't so like as adam was talking we had a class coming in and we're like we're not telling adam to like wrap right, it up right. yeah. no yeah you do your thing um but he, he explained that just the, the variety of jobs that are out there and, and to, to see the excitement like like our class today this morning was a very different energy and they were ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. This is the first class this after. This is the first class is after. It? Yeah, how'd they know. react when he showed up on the screen? Oh, like some of the kids were like blushing. and You, you hear audible gasp because yeah. they didn't know. They get their phones out. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. They didn't know that because we, we wanted to keep it secret. One, because Adam that. was very busy. So I don't want to tell them something. And, and then him not. And he has, for, yeah. Whatever, yeah. for whatever reason, he had to. But, yeah, no, they were they were unbelievably excited. It was a really cool experience for them. Adam Silver is also a transformer. Maybe we should try to see if he'll get on this podcast. Yeah, yeah let's try he, it. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a great commissioner, and that's yeah, I would agree. Yeah. You know, for sure. All right, let's keep it moving here. Stay on task. Uh, Hornet hot take, Deshaun. So you get, this is the opening for you to rant. Uh-oh. What's something? Hornet hot take. You want to transform. Something I want to transform. Could be could be small. Could I probably be Shenandoah won't. related. Doesn't happen. I probably to be. won't go small though, unfortunately. And it, it's Shenandoah related, but it's it's really when we talk about it in the field of athletics in general, um, something that I would love to transform is, and this it starts from the developmental process. But how student athletes, especially I have a Division One background, especially at that level, but even at the D two D three level, how we go about educating them on the education that they're getting and why it's so important and how to go about it the right way. There, there's a way to go about navigating through higher education. And what we find a lot of times in athletics, especially when you have a lot of first-gen student athletes, to, to, it's not to their fault or to their parents' fault. They don't know how to navigate through higher education. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes what we find is they'll get into college and their mindset is just, and again, not to their fault at all. It's we've failed them at every level. But when they get to college, they have this, I'm an athlete, and then 
I do I do the academic side so I can play my sport. And I think where where what I would love to see transformed is we start to get our student athletes um to utilize sport as a medium to get an education as opposed to the the flip right. that we kind of see. We we kind of see you have to go through education so you can play your sport. And I get it. Like I get it from especially from people with lower SES backgrounds, socioeconomic backgrounds, they're trying to come in and they're trying to change their family's dynamic. Um, and I'm all for shooting for a professional level. I'm all for it. I love it. Do everything that you have to do to get to that point. Um, but what are you doing to also set yourself up for success post your professional career if you're if you're fortunate enough to make it that far yeah and i think that that's where i would love to see us change how we go about educating our students on their education meta education i love it i like it education about the education education about the education how do you navigate it how do you network how do you build these relationships why you should do internships early on we have student athletes who graduate and i look at their resume and no internships they haven't been in any clubs they haven't been able to connect and network um and then you're going out into a very competitive job market where a lot of students who come from backgrounds where their their parents went to college and their parents parents went to college they're they're learning all this information when you go to college connect with these people be here be there be involved in these groups go do these internships get these resume builders that that's my if I could change one thing in, in higher education right now, there's a lot to, to change, but I think from personal experience, that'd be one thing that I'd love to tackle immediately. Right on. Agreed. All right. This segment is called Anybody? Question mark. So is there something that you do and you wonder if you're the only person who does it or does anybody else do it? <sighs> something I do. Like maybe shift from the NFL yeah. to a PhD. You might be yeah. one of just a few people that do that, but so something else besides that. Yeah. So let's see. Let's try to let's try to think of something very different. Um. So one thing I do that I don't know if a lot of a lot of people do this, and we're going because we were talking about dogs. Okay. Um, I have two dogs. I have a, uh, and we adopted one of them, so I'm really not sure what he is. But they said he was a hound, and he barks like a hound. Yeah. And then we have a chocolate lab. And I like one of my favorite parts in the morning is I get up, I got my coffee and I I drink black coffee unless I'm going to Dunkin. And I don't know. I got to figure out what this is. <laughs> um, but I'll drink. I'll get my black coffee. And then I like to just go outside. We have this huge field. And then I like to just kind of like I'm drinking my coffee, do my thing. And then the dogs will take off. And then I like to like just run with them. Yeah. And like early in the morning, like five in the morning when it's like dark. I don't know why, like, wakes me up. I'm yeah, like, sure. Got the coffee going, got some adrenaline going. I feel like that's something that I do that I don't hear a lot of other people who are like, yeah, I go run with my dog in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I was running with Rocky, but on a leash. Right, yeah, I, I didn't trust him to, to yeah. come back. I don't trust the <laughs> I don't, yeah, the the one we adopted. That's a, I don't know if he's coming back. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning. I wouldn't a, trust my dogs like yeah. that, but I don't trust my legs to run. Really? Either, that's another story. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, see, see, your wife... Oh yeah. She tried to give me a good running wear before. I'm like, no, I'll no. do like a quick. She's still on her streak. Yeah. yeah, we're coming up on two years. That's unbelievable. Running streak. Wow. She's very fit right now. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull a hammy. <laughs> Day four. 
Yeah, no, she's she's done it well and done it right. So now she's just riding that euphoric yeah. high. Endlessly. Yeah, go now she's addicted to it. Officially, yeah. she gets up every day early and runs. So, yeah. um, all right, buzzing about. What is something that you are buzzed about and excited about on this campus? Um, a couple couple things. Um, we have some events coming up. I believe we're gonna have a plug-in session later. So, one of the things that I'm excited about this campus though is the leadership, um, especially with Tracy and especially with um. Uh, Cameron, Dr. McCoy, our provost, and uh, Fritz. We we have a lot of leaders on this campus that that view kind of what I want to transform in ed- higher education, particularly with our student athletes. We have a lot of people who think the same way, and they want to see our student athletes be very successful. And so they're very open to learning about what we, what can we do to continuously help our student athletes. One through their athletic career, but one of the things you'll hear me say all the time is be a holistic champion. How do we build them holistically, socially, uh, emotionally? Are we are we investigating their mental health? Are we trying to put them in situations to be successful post-graduation? Um, so that's always one thing. I, I, I just got out of a meeting not too long ago where that was the conversation that we was having with uh, the provost. And yeah. so that always kind of gets me, gets me a little excited coming into work that's, knowing that. That's buzzworthy. Yes. What's your buzzword? Break it down. For My us. buzzword. I like transformation. I like. Yeah. I like. Let's stick with the theme. I'm of the not podcast. gonna play the sound effect again. I think we did it twice. But <laughs> but I like that though. Transformation. Um, good one. I think, especially when we, in higher education, and again, I, and I'm kind of on this this education thing just because I'm in the middle of this dissertation. But education is is very much. It's been established very very long ago, and we have these norms on how we go about education. We have these norms about this is the school you need to go to. This is how you need to study. This is how you need to do everything. And I just finished reading up a book called uh, Distinction by Pierre Bardieu, uh, and it was unbelievable because he basically breaks down why wh- why are these processes in place? Um, how have we gotten here? And so I like the word transformation because I, I would like to see us go about education and acquiring education and utilizing it and applying it very differently and i do think we're, we're a small campus but i think that we're doing a lot of innovative things and i think su could be on the forefront of a lot of the transformational leadership uh that we talk about love it i would agree anything else you would like to plug deshaun plugs so i would like to plug we have the sula the shenandoah university leadership academy they're hosting a leadership uh, luncheon uh, on Friday, April 22nd from 12 to 3. I will be also speaking on the importance of leadership and why leadership matters and why the development of leadership in our students, why that is important. And so I'll be talking for maybe 15 minutes. I don't want to kind of keep people from their food. And that's April 22nd. April 22nd. Um, so this coming Friday. This so coming this Friday. this episode should be out by Friday. Yep. So this coming Friday. Um, right at the the lawn at the Brand Student Center, where they where they typically would do the food trucks and all of that. So hopefully it stops snowing. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll have a virtual nah, barbecue. It'll be, we're gonna wish the good weather here. Yeah. Um, other than that, I just want to plug in our softball team. I want to plug in our baseball teams. Go yeah. out and support them. Our our lacrosse teams. Where are you gonna get all the spring sports? I'm gonna get all the spring sports. We got outdoor track. Yep. Um, go out, please support our athlete. Our student, our student athletes love the support that they get, um, and they rally behind it. And, and so we got some really hardworking students. 
at Same Lee's guy. apartment. Tennis. Golf. Tennis. Tennis. Golf. It's tough because golf and, and they track, yeah. they don't, they're, they're they don't yeah. compete. Well, track's like three seasons. But they don't yeah. compete yeah. on campus right now. Yeah, but so that's those tough. tennis courts, you drive past them, they're out there. You should All the time. Peel, pull over yeah. and peel out the car and support our yeah. tennis athletes. For Do we sure. say lacrosse? Lacrosse, yep. Men's women's lacrosse. Um, women's not too long ago just beat Randolph-Macon, which yeah. was really fun. We can't forget eSports. Can't forget eSports. I need to talk. So I got a, I, I have an event coming up with eSports uh, where I'm playing Madden against one of y'all's Madden players. Oh. So I'm excited to cool. see. I got to remember his name. Josh Cunningham, I believe, is the one who's coordinated it. Is it Dylan? Yeah, I got it. Right. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna get demolished, <laughs> um, but at least I'll I'll try to be entertaining. Cool. That's, that's all I got. Plug wise. Great. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, we're coming to the end here, but we should not hesitate to mention our sponsor of the day. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Shenandoah University float for the Apple Blossom Parade. It's coming up. This float is so big that it needs the entire HHH parking garage to be constructed must be acres and acres big this thing because the whole parking garage hopefully it's ready to get bird pooped on (laughs) that's gonna be the theme maybe oh man that was another previous sponsor i believe was the car wash so hopefully this will sync with the car wash before uh, apple blossom parade so um our email buzzwords at su.edu binge pretty dry so somebody email us um <laughs> our website is subuzzwords.podbean.com want to thank Deshaun fox for being here our next guest will be sean evans our director of our marching band another yeah. transformer on this campus in two more weeks but in the meantime keep, keep on, on buzzing, buzzing.